0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Dell Expert Network. Cyber attacks can destroy businesses, and when data is the driver behind the success of your business, there's nothing more important or worth protecting. Protecting the organization starts with protecting the data, and no one knows this better than Dell Technologies. Join the Dell Expert Network now at www.dell.com forward slash expert network to learn more about how Dell Technologies is partnering with MSPs to offer their broad array of security solutions. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. We have to stop diluting the definition of MSP, the definition of managed services, because when the term MSP or managed services becomes so diluted, it loses its value. It, it ceases to become effective as a word, as a group of words that conveys a particular meaning. And that's kind of what I'm looking at now with this um, this article, which is uh, printed in a uh, fairly reputable magazine. And we're, I'll share a link with it. And I'm gonna rip it apart, um, and you know, not all of it's bad, but but all, but it it demands attention and correction in certain areas, and so I don't know anything about the the, the author, um, the, this person. I'm assuming doesn't understand or come from the managed services market. So they may have just been a non-technical writer who was given an assignment and said, hey, go out and, and find the definition of, of what a managed service provider is. And, you know, that happens a fair amount of time. You know, over the years, I've seen a lot of those types of uh, kind of non... When I say non-professional, they're not from the industry. They, they work outside the industry and they, and they are asked to cover what we do in the managed services uh, professional community and sometimes they get it right sometimes they get it wrong typically it's them in between they 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 get it somewhat right but there's like certain key areas that are that are not just you know one person's opinion you know might differ they're you know i'm giving you my opinion these are demonstrably wrong elements, right? Or or things that are incorrect uh characterizations of an MSP that demand a response. So that's what we're going to do. And th- this is all under the kind of general theme if you've been paying attention over the last several months that we've we've been tr- we've been tracking bringing, you know, bringing to you our opinion as to kind of the onslaught of it's not always dilution, but it, but it's certainly a, an attack on the MSP sector in terms of what they do and what they don't do, and whether you're talking about insurance, whether you're talking about cybersecurity, where whether you're talking about just the general definition of what managed services and MSPs are, um, it all falls under that general bucket, which is we as a profession have to, um, just like you're tending a garden, right? It's it's something that you'll never finish it's it's an ongoing task that you always have to perform or it will get out of control and the same is true here it is you know i'm dealing with the September 26th 2022 so it was just a, a week or so ago this this article comes out and you know it uh it i'm sure it got read by a fair number of people who might otherwise now think that this is a good definition, a good working definition of managed services. And, you know, it. I've, I've seen better. So I'll let you be the judge, post a link to the article in the show notes. You can take a look at it yourself, come to your own conclusions. But let's dive right in. What is a managed service provider? In parentheses, MSP, question mark. Uh the, again I said the the person that wrote it, I don't I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're in the industry or not, but this was published in Forbes. Okay. Forbes online magazine, Forbes.com. And if you think that this is just a obscure IT channel, you know, website or blog. No, it's Forbes. A lot of people, a lot of influential people, read Forbes. I read Forbes. <laughs> so, it, it's they're 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 a, a very reputable business. Ma- they're traditionally a magazine, and then they became you know print or not print, but online. And um, you know they they cover stuff that's mostly in the business realm, some politics, uh, but but and. Um, and and you know financial you know markets like that, but he, here is a here is an article to, from a week or so ago that says what is a managed service provider? So I am curious. I thought, hey, this is fantastic. Forbes is uh, is getting in, into managed services again. Let's see what they say. And I'll just read you the the beginning because the the be opening paragraph is where if I didn't know anything about managed services, I would say. This is this is junk. Well, no. Let me let me repeat myself. If I didn't know anything about managed services and I read this opening paragraph, I would think MSPs can do everything. They're like Superman. There's nothing an MSP can't do. There's nothing an MSP won't do. Now I'll just read it so you can come up, you know, come to your own conclusion. An organization, they're, they're describing what, a, what an MSP is, right? So what is an, what is a managed service provider? First paragraph, an organization responsible for managing and delivering services to another organization as per their requirement is called a managed service provider. The services provided by an MSP typically are ongoing and remote Traditionally, an MSP was used to manage or deliver information technology IT services like infrastructure, security, networking, and applications. But a modern day managed service provider may also manage an organization's other business needs such as staffing, payroll, customer engagement, and vendor management. In this article, we will discuss what an MSP does what are the benefits of using an MSP and how you can find the MSP right for your business? All right? So that's how they start the article off. So it, it, may, may, you might agree with me when I said, after hearing me read that, that opening paragraph, that this article leads a, an uninformed reader to think that, yeah, an MSP can do almost anything out there. I mean, it's not just it. In fact, if you if you paid attention, the first two sentences don't even distinguish or bring up it. It's the third sentence where they bring up it. Traditionally, an MSP was used to manage or deliver information technology. They have they have rewritten history. Maybe unintentionally, but they have rewritten history by leading the reader to think that an MSP is just anybody who's doing any type of service to a customer, organization. Well, I can tell you that that's demonstrably not true. How do I know? I know because I was around during this time, the early to mid-90s. And I remember when managed services and MSP became started to become in vogue and started to become used quite frequently, both in the internal, the, the IT channel, but also externally. And I will tell you, at no point did I ever come across any MSP that was doing payroll customer engagement, or any of these types of things. Basically, anything that wasn't IT-specific. Now, granted, the early MSPs were, were not only em- enterprise-focused, but they were largely infrastructure. They were, not exclusively, but the vast majority of MSPs practicing in the mid to late 90s were infrastructure-heavy. Routers, servers, switches, hubs, um, you know, managing circuits like that, um, maybe managing network, um, but that's what the prototypical MSP of that era worked on. They did not work on payroll. They did not work on staffing. Now, I'm going to make a note on that in a moment here. But you know, they didn't work on customer engagement. They didn't work on vendor management. When I say vendor management, yeah, they they would they would they would sell because most of those early MSPs were also value-added resellers of VARs. And so they would perform, you know, I suppose, a vendor management role. But it was really, right, customer says they need to buy a whole bunch of Cisco gear or a bunch of uh, EMC gear, right? Well, they went to the MSP, the MSP sold them that stuff, and they would also deploy it, they would you know, configure it, and then they would manage it. I don't know if the author here means that when they say vendor management. They don't really describe it uh, later on, I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they do. Um, but I'm just telling you, th- th- this, th- this is not in any way an accurate historical rendering of the MSP market or managed services or where it came from. Uh, there was. There was a time in the early 2000s when, uh, and I confirmed this, I heard this for myself, where the you know, companies like EDS uh, and Perot Systems, both of whom were, were sold, um, would consider, and I remember one person, I don't remember, if they were, worked for one of those two companies, EDS or Perot. I think it was EDS. And they told me, well because you know, I asked them about what, what division of the company they worked in, and, and they told me, and, I, and they said, oh, how, how much of your business is, is in managed services? And they, oh, I said, oh, 100%. I said, really? I, I, I was not aware that EDS had that significant of a footprint in managed services. Well, later comes out, that this person said, well, we, c- we consider our staffing a managed service. Oh, I I said. Okay, so you you think that the staffing, the outsourced staffing services you deliver to customers, is managed services? And for those of you who may not be familiar with that old model, it, it still exists today. Um, but what what EDS and Perot would do is, you know, you'd have a large enterprise customer. They would have, you know, let's say ten thousand employees that not just IT by the way right any employee and they would they would fire them and then the very next day they would be hired by an EDS right so basically what happened is the they, they wouldn't really get fired but they they would stop being a w2 employee of that company and they would start being a contractor they would be an employee of EDS and EDS would then farm them out to this company and it, and it was I forget exactly the reason why I think mostly it was for for probably payroll tax and 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 the flexibility of being able to you know right size their their workforce during very turbulent times you know of the early two thousands. but were they doing managed services? no, not my definition, not close, even if they had i t people that's, that's staffing. Staffing is staffing. Staffing is not managed services. Again, I'm giving you my definition. I don't consider staffing anything close to managed services. Now, I know a lot of you out there who are legitimate MSPs do something close to staffing. Like maybe you have your, your own W2 employees who actually go and are kind of dedicated to you know, one or a handful of customers. And, and they may even be on site. I don't I don't consider that managed services. Now y- you may do managed services as well as staffing, and that's fine. But I don't consider staffing managed services. I don't consider payroll managed services. I don't consider customer engagement managed services. In fact, down further in the article, they'll 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 they give a bullet list of Business processes that are usually outsourced to a managed service provider. They say it explicitly. Payroll. IT services and infrastructure. Workforce management. Recruitment. I'm assuming they mean uh, HR recruitment. Vendor management. Contract management and compliance. Human resources. Now, again, nobody's counting here, but of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bullet points that this article claims are managed services or business processes that are handled by a managed service provider, only one of them, in my opinion, again, is a legitimate managed services product, and that is the IT services and infrastructure don't get me wrong. All of these other things are legitimate business processes. BPO, if you remember that term, BPO, business process outsourcing, is a legitimate thing. And, and it happens all over the world, and I acknowledge that. But if that is also, none of those things are legitimate managed services. Managed services, specifically, if you're wondering why I'm making such an issue out of it, it's because of this it's the word msp the word managed services has to have some connotation that that leads a a listener to to have a meaning to have an understanding of what that word or that term means and if you say that an msp could be someone who handles your payroll well that's about as helpful for me if i'm a, a, i'm a customer looking for an msp who to handle cybersecurity and it related stuff which by the way is the predominant use of that term and it has been for more than 20 plus years so why do we care right I mean, charles why do you care man just give it up give it a rest Let them talk, you know, let them use MSP in that way, and it's fine. Won't won't that help all of us? No, I don't think it will help all of us. I think it will harm most of us. Here's why I think that. It's, It's diluting. It's minimizing the value of what is otherwise, by me and many other people, a very prestigious profession. And I'm sorry to say it, but the skill sets required for a my definition of an MSP who does IT and probably today increasingly does more and more security uh, and, and data privacy and compliance-related work, all related to IT, mind you, and data, is not in any way on the same level as a BPO firm that's handling payroll or a BPO firm that's handling outsourced HR services. I know that those are important, but they're not in any way the same. And if you lump both of those very divergent things, divergent business processes, into the same term and call it MSP, you don't do anyone a favor. You don't do customers looking for MSPs, real MSPs, a favor. And you don't... you really don't do any favors to a customer who's looking for a BPO, who doesn't look, doesn't need, is not looking for an MSP, but they're they are looking for someone to, to do payroll. You, you see, you see where the confusion, the potential for confusion, comes in here. Managed services has never historically been applied outside of IT. It it has been done before you. I just read an article where they are trying to do the same thing here in 2022. It has been attempted in the past. I'm not I'm not disputing that. What what I am saying though is the predominant, the overwhelming use of MSP and managed services as terms has not been outside of the IT definition. Like ninety percent of the time that managed services and MSP is used, it has an IT connotation. I am sorry, but that is pretty unequivocal in my book. That doesn't mean that the ten percent that are used for payroll or HR or you know vendor contract management in customer engagement, whatever they call it. No, 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 no. That that you don't get to redefine. A, a term that, that is a global profession and is used by global professionals all over the world and just redefined for a minority of people who, who use it in an incorrect way and, and just scoop up and, and ride the coattails of a larger profession. That would be like me saying... That's a good, that's a good analogy. That would be like me saying, because I do this podcast, I'm going to start calling this podcast and what I do with this podcast, I'm an engineer. Ooh, doesn't that sound like nice? I've never been to engineering school. I never took the engineering test. I've never worked in an engineering capacity, but I'm just going to call myself an engineer. How about that? I'm just going to redefine what engineer is to also mean doing podcasts. DSC How that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help anybody who's legitimately working for or looking for an an engineering firm. And it doesn't help help anyone who's legitimately looking for someone who does podcasts. Words mean something. They have to mean something. If they don't, it's going to make it that much more difficult for the people. And this is I'm talking about the customers. Who are look, looking for specific things? This article doesn't make it easier for the, for for people looking for MSPs. It makes it harder. It dilutes the value of the MSP. The role of the MSP has is greatly diluted in this Forbes article. And I know Forbes is not is a great publication. They've been around, and they do good work. But in this case. In, in my opinion only, they're wrong. They're wrong or, or at least part of the article is really misleading and and should be corrected. And so I'm I'm going to reluctantly you know put, put the, post the article link so everyone could read it but but I'd really like you and this is my call to action for for, for those MSPs out there. And if you're a customer out there, I know there's a lot of customers who, who listen to this podcast. Take it to your MSP, or if you're an MSP, take it to your customer and say, "Look, this, I want I want to share this type of stuff for you." And you've heard me say that. Like, you know, you may be wondering, why do I ask you to go share some of these articles with your customers? Because the customers need to know. Because if you don't, if you're an MSP and you don't think that your customer gets frequent sales calls from companies claiming to be managed service providers. Think again. In fact, some knucklehead is reading this Forbes article saying, oh, this is great. We do payroll. I'm going to go out there and start putting a whole campaign. They're probably spending, they're writing the check right now as we speak to their their marketing person saying, let's start an MSP campaign, calling ourselves an MSP so we can sell more payroll services. And the marketing person saying, I didn't know we were an MSP. I thought we were a payroll company. Don't worry. Forbes said that we're an MSP now. That's all it takes, folks. That's all it takes. And then you've got, you've got greater confusion, mystery, and problems when trying to match customer and provider professional together that's why I talk about this stuff that's why that's why I bring it up bring it to to your attention I know you guys know this stuff I I, I know you know it uh, at, at least the, the the practicing MSPs you you know it some of you who may be you know just passing through it and you're maybe on the end user the consumer side of managed services this may may not be um you know stuff that you you come into contact with, but it's important to acknowledge it. It's important to say, look, you know, even Forbes may get it wrong. You know, sometimes um, I, I get things wrong. You know, occasionally um, we're human, but but it needs to be talked about, right? And and this is this is something that is serious enough, in my opinion, that it needs to be talked about, addressed, corrected for the record, and hopefully this helps both MSP and customer like just you know make sense of potentially, you know, really potentially confusing uh, literature and guidance, which, which could, you know, not harm people, but it would certainly make it a lot more difficult to, uh, to, to find what you're looking for. And ultimately, that, that, should be, uh, that should be as easy as we can possibly make it. Well, take a look at the article. Come to your own conclusions. If you have any thoughts, comments you want to share with us, I'd love to hear him. MSPzone at msplines.com is the email. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.